0: Hello, Juanita. <clears throat> God. Hello, Juanita. Fuck, man. I'm like. <laughs> 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 this is a, just fuck, man. Oh, I, I was fuck. gonna say, I'm like, dude, you I... know what? <laughs> I,
1: I've, I've lived that life where you're just like, yeah, just like, fuck, dude. Like, and then it sounds like you're ready to say something else, but you're like, no, just in general.
0: Dude, fuck, man.
1: Hold on, give me one second. I I gotta shut the door. There's a cat in here. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, tan is fire. (laughs)
0: Got it. Let's go. I've confused my priority.
1: Worked hard for this.
0: Damn. I don't know. I don't know if I have a cold <coughs> actively or allergies. Mm-hmm. It's that season where every day I wake up, it's just fucking, I don't know. My throat is sore. Allergies. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh It's it's garbage weather right now. What a hot stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, right? Are you excited? Matt's excited. Welcome
0: he's... to the 10th anniversary
1: of the, uh, anniversary <laughs> uh 10th show. I'm not certain is exactly like a 10th anniversary. Is anniversary I think have gone. to be annual? Is that part Who of knows. the etymology of the, the word
0: discuss? Mm-hmm. Strange fam discuss. Mhm. Uh, we do have, well, hello, I'm Matt. I am Jeff. I don't, I always feel we, like, do we need to, sometimes I'm like, and this is Jeff, and I'm like, I want to give you your space to be yourself.
1: Thank you. Know, you. I don't want to
0: talk for you.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'm not Jeff. I am. Yeah. But what if,
0: mm-hmm. but I am. So today we've got a loaded episode. Absolutely. I, I know, um, so 10 episodes, 10 <clears throat> weeks of just really intense friendship. Just a solid relationship, <laughs> which is really kind of true for me. I gotta—I mean, I can't lie about it. Like, um, it's—I uh, haven't put this much time into a relationship, really, functionally never. Okay, so, okay. I mean, like, I mean, uh, I like, the, ways, like the on-purpose effort, just like yeah, structured. I need a right. structured relationship.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> so, folks, if you're if you're wondering how to reconnect with Matt, uh, yeah. you know. Get in touch with his people, yeah, and (laughs) schedule something, but you have to schedule it.
0: Yeah. Um, But today we decided uh, a while ago, because we've got, I actually have responses to like some of our Spotify polls. Oh, yeah. some questions, but I think we'll save those for the next episode. Sure. Um, We'll do like a strange fam. Let it marinate. um, Give people more time to respond, but things about like the, the windows being open, whether or not. Um, it's okay for me to clean up a mess at work for an employee. Yeah, um, good. And so stuff like that. Good. So po- do hard hitting questions in our audience. That yeah. kind of stuff. So
1: okay.
0: Um, and some more YouTube comments. So we'll say that because we've got a pretty loaded episode of. We, we decided for episode ten, we're gonna kind of like bullet. I mean,
1: bullets, stray bullets. I don't know. That's, yeah, bullets, that was probably, or, there was, I, bullet points are things, but the way yeah, you presented it did I, not I, lead me I to think bullet points. Yeah, exactly. So
0: we're going to be spraying you guys. <laughs> spraying. <laughs> you're going to get our man spray today. Yeah, you're going to get uh, a
1: shower of information and it's mm-hmm. going to be gold.
0: Yeah. So piece that gold. one together. Yeah. So keep your mouth shut or don't, whatever you're <laughs> Oh, not good. Ashamed. Also, good ashamed. point. Or don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, you know, functionally in the 2010s, we had almost no contact with each other. So uh, except for one time, so that might that may come up, but we're going to go through some categories like movies, um, TV, yeah. music, some major kind of interest points that most folks have and share and discuss. And we didn't really have that with each other. So in the 2010s, what were kind of our favorite things? And <laughs> speaking of favorite things, oh, my God. Wow, who is that? Julie Andrews? That is Julie Andrews. <laughs> you know Andrews. what? Even though you put that up, it didn't even occur to me until right now. Until I said favorite thing. <laughs> oh, woo!
1: woo.
0: Ah, woo. see, woo. see, you got to trying a, to bring back trying
1: to p- trying to put in a little uh, background. For themes. some reason, I
0: thought like is one of his favorite movies. Sound of Music that didn't come out in the 2010s. I'm pretty sure. And uh, yeah, just just hit me.
1: All right. <laughs> Wait, now let me check uh, the IMDb. To, no, yeah. see Jeff now actually contrary to popular belief, it's an older movie.
0: Yeah. I know okay. we also rolled conversation dice last time. Do we want to roll those over to next week or do you want to do you uh, have something ready? Do you want to pop into that?
1: I'll be honest, I cleaned up my office and with that, cleaned up whatever the conversation dice said. Okay, so so I, I don't remember what they said.
0: So they were just we'll, we'll roll these over too explore online On- love okay
1: yep i do remember that now
0: i mean i definitely have a story for it but i let's just go i think okay. we'll be able to we got a lot 10 categories 10 10 things sure um so let's get into it y'all okay. um yeah 2010s i mean a very you know most of my 30s mm-hmm. obviously I feel like the two thousands. I describe it to people like I was trying to think of like what was cool back then, and now I look back and it was kind of like a black hole of culture. <laughs> like the two thousands kind of sucked in terms of like good shit. I mean, outside of like the Dark Knight, I mean, there was a few things that you can find that were fun, but I think of it as like probably some of the worst reality shows. I don't even know if there was style. There was like the it was like the Von Dutch, um, Ed Hardy years. I mean, you know, a lot of that.
1: That's really um, tough with style because like. I don't know how in tune with I don't fashion and style are a very weird thing to try to put together because like I just seem like I don't understand it my entire life like the first 40 years I, I don't think I've ever lined up with style I guess some offbeat trends I have engaged in but I've never listen when you're growing up and you're in like middle school and high school you always reference like what the popular kids are doing right but we gotta stop acting like that doesn't continue on after like yeah like in your 30s years there's still the popular kids you can pick them out at work you can pick them out at the gym at the grocery store you can pick out who's the popular kids and it's like i don't know you look current and like fashionable and with it and like you probably enjoy the current tv shows and so like i don't feel like i've ever been in parallel with what's top trending i i often hit some top fives but it's hard for me it's hard for me me as a human
0: we've got like the 90s revival we've had it in the past several years and i was like oh good so the clothes i wore back in the 90s are also not cool again right (laughs) good never never been on top but yeah
1: but now it's now it's not awkward, but it is still like a little ironic, but not, I don't know. But I guess That's, what I'm
0: getting into, I, I think the 2010s was probably a, a decade of good like content and stuff. I mean, when I think of, yes, yeah, so I'm thinking of like whatever, the surreal life was popular. It was like, that was the I mean, these 2000s, were like Mainstream right? things. Yeah, the 2000s. So it was like, Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton show, like it was
1: watching celebrities do non-celebrity things. Yeah,
0: yeah, and but it was, was kind of rough.
1: But it's also staged, so like, yeah, it's when reality TV became less reality and more yeah. scripted. So, so yeah. like, yeah, what were we doing? Like, none of it made now sense. Now it's
0: still scripted, but it's wildly sophisticated. <laughs> really good. Um, but yeah, twenty ten. So let's okay. just let's just get into it. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, some of these so. I'll just list them. So we did movie, TV show, music, a live event, book, video game, maybe beer, or alcohol, mm-hmm. a food, mm-hmm. a sports moment, and a destination. So I was kind of going through these thinking of something that happened within that decade. I think most of the stuff was created in that decade, and uh, I got yeah. into it for whatever reason. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's go easy. Movie. Okay. And I had a few. A few. And I, I think on some of these, I didn't necessarily pick. The most obvious,
1: okay. Some
0: that I was thinking, what have I watched <laughs> a lot? And one of the things that's exactly you know, what you gotta do is yeah, right, re, yeah. right.
1: Rewatch value,
0: yeah, yeah. So I maybe even after a podcast once, I don't think I brought it up on the pod. I, I recommended this to you, but MacGruber is one of my favorite movies. Is that what I don't you know put? If you've watched it yet? Yeah, I
1: have not watched it yet. It's so
0: good. It's so rewatchable. They have a TV series for it on, on Peacock now, but it, it never isn't funny. This is like a. <sighs> Um, like some it. of the quotes I put on the board can be from it. Oh no, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: I'm so fucked here.
0: It's Will Forte's just greatest role. Uh, but funny, just hysterical the whole time. Also like very subtle jokes mixed in with just very obvious jokes. Um, but insanely funny. I'll watch it. Um, forever. I don't even own it. You know what? For some reason, if it wasn't on a streaming service, I still rent it for $3.99 a pop (laughs) whenever I want to watch it. Good for you. Even though I could buy it for $8 forever. Right. I want to keep supporting it whenever I want to watch it. I just want it to keep getting money.
1: It's like a Patreon or like, yeah, you're like, I just want to continue showing support. Um, Will Forte is a terribly underrated, underrated and like, I don't know. I don't know if people, how well known he is as an actor because I, cause I know him and really enjoy him. But I, I mean, he, he probably had me. I mean, he's great. He was great on SNL, but he even really wasn't a big standout on SNL because he was competing with like Sudeikis and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, Bill Hader. So he, he fell kind of behind those two. But when Will Forte was on how I met your mother, um, he's one of the greatest characters as Randy. On How He Met Your Mother, he's on two episodes, and they're, they're two of my favorite episodes solely because Will Forte's character. Really, he's got such a I mean, everything he's in. He he's got such a weird good. way of carrying himself that yeah, he can steal the he does steal the scene wherever he is.
0: Um, and some runners up. Okay, that I listed a few, like a dramatic movie I really liked, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, okay, the uh, Bradley Cooper never saw it. vehicle, very good. Um, he's trying to get over his ex-wife, but he's, he's got some, some issues, but kind of Jennifer Lawrence gets into his life kind of stuff. Um, a lot of football betting in there. Um, pitch perfect. Love me some pitch perfect. Watch that a lot. My buddy, Brett and I, before we would go out to karaoke and, uh, before we'd go out like our dudes night out, we'd watch like the end of pitch perfect just to get pumped up for it. You know, uh, listen to the acapella, watch the dance and Tucker and Dale versus evil very unknown sort of campy uh, horror movie uh, did I am I you lo- looking at your face I feel like I, I just okay <laughs> blew the so wand. let's break
1: let's break this down <laughs> all, right, all right all right pitch perfect I believe it was New Year's Day I'm gonna say 2012 my buddy Bob had just moved into his house we celebrated New Year's Eve at his house and there was like five of us lazily laying around like New Year's Day like hard hit from the night before and his wife puts on pitch perfect. And we're all just like, all right. Wow. I love that movie. That movie is fantastic. Phenomenal rewatch value. Um, The mixes are really good. The one dude, the the one dude like that's in it. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Skylar, Skylar Austin. uh, Yeah. 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 The brother of, uh, I'd um, never seen him before. He's fantastic. Anna Kendrick, obviously phenomenal. I think that really kind of propelled her with a lot of crowds. Um, What's-Her-Face. Um, How many Fat times you ever try to do the cup thing? <laughs> cup game, can't. yeah. I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: But I might have nailed it for like 15 minutes even, once. And I, I mean,
1: the, the group cover of like Kelly Clarkson is phenomenal for the tryouts. Yeah. Like everyone in that movie is funny and doesn't overdo their role, which is important mm-hmm. in comedies. Because most comedies, as much as I love them, usually I can pick out one or two actors where I'm like, but I hate this person because like they're a tryhard. And, like, that whole movie, everyone nails their extent of who they're supposed to be. But, yes, I would agree with that. Now, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, You've seen I've it? watched it once, and I was like, mm. I just couldn't okay. get into it. I just couldn't okay. do it. And it's a shame because Alan Tudyk is, again, very underrated as a dramatic and comedic actor. I think Alan Tudyk is a phenomenal actor. Um, And then the other dude, I can't remember his name, the Bearded Fellow. That's that's Tucker. Tyler no, that's Dale. something Fabian. Yes, one
0: of something those. like yeah, that. Something yeah. like that. He's yeah.
1: he's also very funny. He was actually in a great short lived one season show um with Jason Biggs and Sarah Chalk. Um <laughs> wow. and Judy Greer. And it, it was Man. like yeah, though they, they, they were called
0: the... the scrap heap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like... But it was a solid show <laughs> and but it, yeah. it, it got buried on primetime TV. So yeah, I couldn't do it. But you know, good. For, we good watched for you. it
0: also on a New Year's Day.
1: Weird. like people sleeping on
0: the floor waking up are you serious like in 2011 yeah like everybody's waking up like just just crippled Dude, that's and we weird. just turned it on because we were like i think we thought it was actually going to be like a horror movie so we turned it on and we were just dying it was like the right time right play i think i still think i need to rewatch it but i really enjoyed it it's like these two unassuming you think that they'd be the killers because they're like these country bumpkins <laughs> right but they just have this ranch and they think all these college kids keep dying and they just think they have a suicide pack with each other. And it's they're killing like, themselves. um,
1: it's like a feeling of, did you ever watch the old Bill, Bill Murray movie? The man who knew too little. Very, no. very random I mean, Bill Murray movie. So what yeah, it's about is it. that he thinks, he thinks he's been bought like a, uh, a night of like a, like a think of like an escape room, like a setup where you're supposed to be a spy and like, Figure out what's going on, but of course, naturally, he's actually involved in this crime, <laughs> and so he, the entire movie, Bill Murray, just thinks it's all a hoax and everything sounds around like him is... mistaken
0: identity. Exactly, deal, but,
1: yeah. but yeah, sounds it, it's very similar. Right. But yeah, I just I don't know. This was literally probably when it first came out, and that that was a Netflix debut, I think, and that was I think it was the yeah. Only I mean, Netflix, that, was, yeah. that was that was that was yeah. like one of the first things Netflix I remember putting out, like when they first started their studios. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give it another try, but it didn't stick. With I, me. I would
0: say McGruber though for sure. Okay, you gotta watch MacGruber.
1: Okay, um, mine is. Would you have on the list? Uh, <clears throat> the list of one. Um, I did not do really a lot of preambles, so, so maybe can. I can talk about those things. But um, mine's Wolf of Wall Street. I thought um, about that. It's a great movie. It's man. a phenomenal movie. It is also rewatchable. It, and and for three hours long, it doesn't feel it like it keeps the entire time. It yeah. rolls. It's I, one of the
0: fastest three hour movies. There it,
1: yeah. it really is. Um, you know, it's not Lord of the Rings. Uh it this one keeps rolling. Um, I think everyone in it Leonardo DiCaprio is freaking gold in that movie. Um Jonah Hill's good. Um, but like even like John Barenthal. Oh yeah. Uh I mean he's he, small role. He's, he's
0: good in everything yeah too. he
1: really is. He's good in everything he does. But yeah, I think it's a great story. Um you know, I don't know how how true to life it is with the Jordan Balfour story, but, you know, it's it's a pretty cool. It, the soundtrack on it, if you listen and break down the soundtrack, great soundtrack of random covers and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a big fan. Like when I was listening and enjoying the movie the first time, I remember me first in the gimme give uh, it has a cover on there. And I'm like, oh, oh well, right. I'm like, well, now you sealed me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great, funny, exciting movie. Um, and it really, Waylude scene. Oh my God. Yeah. All time. Leo thinking that he drove home, but then realizing that he crashed <laughs> yeah. into like 50,000 things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it really was, uh, and that's a Scorsese movie, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So like that kind of was surprising that it took the tone that it did. So, um, I, I think it's, I honestly, Margot
0: Robbie's breakout, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Margot Robbie. Uh, being in there um it's yeah it's it's a solid solid vehicle for a lot of those actors um i I blew me away because i i was looking forward to seeing it but i never thought it would be as good as it is
0: yeah i think i saw it in the theater and I, i was so surprised by how short it felt for being so long yeah i remember that and then just those movies where it's it's the the main guy the the hero who's the antihero who you really shouldn't cheer for kind of thing right. and you know because he's truly a piece of trash
1: oh absolutely <laughs> he's like... a horrible horrible human but it's being fun to to see it yeah. yeah but it's it's kind of weird because it's almost like yeah it's almost inspiring because he works a shit Wall okay. Street job and then he just figures out how to work yeah. around it. So
0: He did what America allowed him to do. That was the big and lesson. That's, and that's <laughs> yeah. what every, you know,
1: as much as we, as much as a lot of people don't like that TikTok stars and YouTubers are 18 and making millions of dollars. It's like, well, this is just the world we live in. So like, accept it. It just, this is just yeah. how it works. So it's, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Most movies now are like two hours and 15 minutes when they really should be an hour and 40 minutes. This one is long and doesn't feel long, so it's one that has yeah. a long runtime. Don't be scared off by that because it's a phenomenal watch. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. Classic. Uh, confident in that pick. It's a confidence pick.
0: Very good. Very good. You want
1: to? I'll, I'll roll into TV category. show. All right. You know what? Just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Because if I if I jump around the list, it's I'll forget what we're doing. and It'll get confusing. <laughs> yeah. um, TV show. A lot of hard ones uh, here. Um, also, too, because of with streaming, some of the things that I I, I thought to myself were things that I watched after 2010, but they started before, so I disqualified them. Things like Breaking Bad. Um, I picked Nathan For You.
0: Oh, fuck. I forgot about that.
1: Nathan, yes, that's a great pick. Nathan For You. It took comedy TV to a next level and then said this level isn't weird enough and took it to the next level beyond that so we have weird tv a awkward gap and then nathan for you starts Be- mm-hmm. and then if if you want to get into it what is the rehearsal is his show on hbo on, now yeah, which is HBO, now above yeah. nathan for you
0: you don't even know where it's going no it's like it's
1: so confusing folks from the
0: first episode it,
1: it, <laughs> it's like it, it it's so hard to describe if you like Odd humor. It's Nathan Fielder.
0: Cringy humor. Like yes, almost it's unbearable. very
1: awkward. It's so awkward. If you like Paul Rudd being awkward in some movie scenes like in I Love You Man and how, how he's just socially awkward, take that, multiply it by 50. Because Nathan, for you, is about him helping businesses get back on track. <laughs> with with terribly awkward and weird ideas and yeah, like they're
0: not ter- i mean they're, they're bad ideas they're but they're brilliant, genius ideas. yeah they're yeah.
1: brilliantly terrible ideas and it's actually worked and like infiltrated he's he's doing it for comedy purposes but like it's just weird enough and he's just able to keep serious enough that it feels like he's not but that dumb starbucks thing um that went viral that went viral and actually picked up on news stations you can still google and find tons of articles on it because
0: yeah the baby goat yeah saving the yeah the pig yeah. thing so um again yeah, i mean one of the ideas was what like a liquor store needed help so he's the idea was to sell booze to minors but they can't so they would buy it but then they would get a ticket to come back when they were 21 correct after they like a, like a coat it. check
1: yeah. um yeah, yeah. yeah there was a uh when gas was really bad, having a rebate of like 95% rebate, but they had to go on basically this scavenger hunt to get to the rebate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, I love the, the free TV. You had to go oh, yep. like dollar a, TV and then there was a dress code and then you had to go through a tiny door through an, a room with a crocodile yep.
1: in there or Something to like claim that. your TV. <laughs> yeah. Cause they would, and they would, Good shit. yeah, they would try to get best buy to price match the dollar TV.
0: Dude. I'm glad you're into that, man. I wish we, you know, I wish we could watch it together, yep. but <laughs> we couldn't
1: get it together. Yeah. Nope.
0: Right so maybe I should, so I, I did say Breaking Bad because it ended in around 2012, but I said it because of this. It was the last time for me, I had appointment TV. So we were like in that last season around like 2012 or so, like we'd actually have people come over to our house and watch it every week. Like we get like a little party going, like watching feeling. it live. And it was like, that was the last time I remember ever doing that. I mean, I know a lot of people did it for Game of Thrones, but I wasn't on and when it was going on. So for me, that was the last time I remember, like, people getting together, like, talking about it during the week and, like, texting or whatever, being like, are you coming over? Yeah, can I bring this person? Can I bring it? Yeah, and it was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, all get together and we watch it and just being in a room, especially that fifth season where, like, shit was going down, got Nazis involved. <laughs> you didn't know what was going on, who was going to die. Um, it was kind of like, Probably the most dramatic for me. You had Todd, <laughs> crazy Classic fucking Todd, Todd. all that shit. <laughs> like it was scary, to- but uh, yeah. Todd, so I chose that because of that experience that to- happened in that time. Todd
1: starts as a throwaway character and just gets more and more Dude, entwined. That and you're train like, what episode? is? Yeah, you're like, yeah. You're-
0: that- Everybody remembers the train, Rob. <sighs> yeah.
1: That show. So, that show has so yeah. many like oh damn moments. That show is gold. That show is so good one of the greatest for a Comedy of Central show
0: since you mentioned uh nathan for you did you ever watch that the detroiters with no Tim no only go i back, think you so. should leave. Oh, just leave it at that but yeah if you're, i think you should leave which should be coming out again but yeah season back three and watch season
1: three is coming out of that yeah, no I, I have not seen the detroiters but if i so if i love i think you should leave it's a pretty solid yeah. lock
0: yeah it's a show they're like ad execs in detroit um, and sort of the coming up with ridiculous advertisements, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised neither one of us said game of Thrones. I thought you were going to go that way, but yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the Nathan for you pull. Cause I forgot about that.
1: Of course, GOT was there, but I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, because I wouldn't put GOT over breaking bad for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, something about breaking bad just feels like they nailed it front to back. And the only, there's one episode that I think doesn't fit that we could do without, and that's the fly episode. The fly? Yeah. It just, I just, it doesn't do anything for me. Every other episode. That was is, like the real try hard
0: episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Trying to be artsy or something. Um,
0: I feel like I've already rewatched it. I think I've watched it like three times through. So now I don't really feel like I have a good excuse to watch it again. So I'm kind of figuring whoever my next partner is, I'm going to decide based on whether or not they've seen Breaking Bad. Okay. That's <laughs> like, have you seen Breaking Bad? now? Okay. Do you want to go out so I can watch you watch Breaking Bad again? Have an excuse to watch it again.
1: But also heavily evaluate. But also heavily evaluate them as a person. <laughs> yeah. Just like that seems safe. That seems like a anyways. good idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, my screensaver started on my Julie Andrews. <laughs> well, now it's just oh, a man, stupid the hills screensaver. Are a the bridges
0: are alive. Yeah. So, music, album, or band. I didn't go obvious. Uh, I mean, I, I think I wanted to go for the tone of the 2010s. So I picked an album that I I don't even think I would have liked when I was in high school, okay. but it was more like a pop folky. I saw him live, but Young the Giant 2011 self-titled album, very poppy hooks. Um, I used to just listen to it in the car or at home. You can listen to it anywhere. Wow, it so versatile. But they had a lot of hits on there. It was it, like, if you hear the tunes, it's very like early 2010s when the pop folk stuff was going on with like Mumford and Sons, Monsters and Men. Who else was big then? I mean, for rock, like Kings of Leon, it was a lot of that like alt sort of rocky pop stuff. Um, but I can still listen to it um, to this day. I did pull up just the, I think their big hit, which you probably may have heard before. Oh, what? What? Where is it? I want to go. You know, this was like there, very loud.
1: Yeah, that's really loud. Hope everyone enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> Cough syrup. So you know, it was a, uh, a hot jam for a summer. They had another song like uh, whatever, my apartment or my body. Like these are things that were, I'm pretty sure, big on the.
1: Uh... So people were rocking these.
0: So I'll probably use too much. Using too much. Stop. 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 <laughs> I have to cut that. I have to cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. But I got really into. It's like made me okay. I think <laughs> being into like poppy stuff that was on the radio, and I was like, you know what? I can like what I like. I'm a grown up. I'm in my thirties, <laughs> um, but I still like it. Like it's kind of like now since it's ten years. It's weird how because a lot of the music I listen to still is from um when I'm eighteen or twenty. But there's still stuff I got into in late twenties, thirties that I'll listen to, and this is one of them. So
1: Okay. Um, how do you how do you find how up. do you how do you discover new music? Do you have a method? So
0: for this one like a forced was,
1: method? Or do you just get it from somewhere? I think else? at this
0: point it was still driving around and still like K Rock Radio in Austin would play this. Um, but there would be like the ACL fest every year. So it'd be like bands like that. And just through like roommates girlfriend listening to different stuff and just you know kind of taking it in yeah really okay it's like hey i want to listen to metallica again it's like no okay <laughs> all right let's to what you want to listen how to. can
1: you be, you, cool. can, you can you can get burnt out on stuff that you absolutely yeah, yeah. love
0: you don't want to listen to system of a down on a sunny day <laughs> it's like all right
1: cool. <laughs> i get it yeah uh the intricacies of metal um yeah i, I kind of went both i went i did an elbow man a band um all right so the album i chose sabaton heroes um it's an album from 2013. uh sabaton is a power metal band um they're actually pretty popular um but what's crazy about sabaton is a lot of times their albums they're a power metal band that does albums a lot of times about specific wars so heroes was about world war ii which i find always um any movie music information on world war ii is not being a history buff world war ii stuff is pretty sweet put on like no bullets no fly or talon back or resistant bite so it's i mean this stuff is great let's get it like a gym music the, the, to- the guy's vocals are so good Dude. um so it's it's great but like certain songs songs a lot of times will be about specific battles or specific people involved in world war ii so like it's actually a history lesson like i i google and like wikipedia all of these (laughs) like so like it's it's just such a great concept but um power metal became a really big great thing for me where i'm just like it's just it's not too thrashy or crazy. Like it's just good, like fist pumping, like feel good metal is what I call it. So that's that album. It
0: is. It's so anthemic. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like a you want a gang vocals. You, you, yeah. You want to, you want to, you yeah. want to
1: be in a crowd. You want to be singing it and pumping your fist live. Right. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, Sabaton is a huge thing. And that's, that's definitely my favorite album by them. That was 2013. I believe the favorite band in the 2010s that I came across was called masked intruder um never heard masked intruder is a pop punk band but they're called masked intruder because they wear all black except for the different colored ski masks so they're just known as like red green blue yellow like that's just what they're called no one knows like they've never shown their true identity so they're like a wonky slipknot i can see it um yeah so all of their songs though are about love and like petty crimes
0: Yeah. I figure this for you. I kind of dig this stuff too. So
1: like watch when the like,
0: like gang, gang vocal, uh, yeah. Punk too.
1: Like it's just, it's just fun, happy upbeat, but they're all of their albums. They have like three albums and a handful of singles that are all about love or petty crimes. So like, it's just, (laughs) it's, they play the whole role of just like cat burglars and stuff like that. But like, I got to see them live at the fat records um, 20th anniversary tour and they're great. No one know who they were, but they're one of those bands that by the end of it, everyone is loving them, cheering them off the stage. So like, again, just a weird gimmicky thing, but sometimes people I can't imagine sometimes, like a can, ski mask on. but also think <laughs> of like taking the chance of being like, I want to be in a band and this is my idea of what I want to do. And then trying to get signed, like, but, Fat Mike um, of NoFX, who runs Fat Records, said that he signed them only because his daughter, his like 12 year old daughter, thought they were fun. And so he listened to them and he's like, actually, yeah, these guys are really good and decided to sign them. So, like, people like artists like that that take a chance on a wonky ass idea to have a band, like, that's really cool to me. But yeah, they're a fun, really fun, easy to go. Like, their lyrics are simple, so it's really easy. After listening to their album a couple times, you can basically know the lyrics front to back because it's not complex. So, yeah, good stuff.
0: Nice. I'll check them out. Please I do. like that. Uh, that seems like good car music, too. Yeah. Good summary car music.
1: Yep, two-minute long songs,
0: two, two-and-a-half. It'll work for my two-minute drive to work.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you have a, uh, a live event that you went to? Uh, this one was tough
1: um it broke down to music um so i was going to say camp anarchy which was a three-day festival in um middle of ohio at Le- legendsville or something some um some farm in ohio that had uh you know a three-day festival that got me to be able to see bands like nofax less and jake offspring pennywise bad religion um, a bunch of older stuff like X off, like just tons of music that I had never gotten to see. So, and it was my first like multi day festival. I know you've gone to a few, but that was the only one I went to. It was right. It was summer before COVID, 2019. But eked it out. Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution, which is a version of Streetlight Manifesto. Which for those that don't know, Streetlight Manifesto is a band geeks wet wet dream of like rock but like with complex instrumentals and stuff like that well this was an event where they played at radio city music hall with a full orchestra like a 50-person orchestra oh oh, that's cool and so like it was two and a half hours of me just sitting watching one of my favorite bands play with a full ensemble orchestra so like a band that already had such a full sound going that extra mile to get really like an epic concert sound and it just was one of the greatest probably the greatest live show I've ever seen for myself. Like I was in awe for a couple days after being like, if I could just relive that again, I just sat there and enjoyed music, but it was so amazing.
0: Uh, mine was, I mean, Austin city limits festival every year. Um,
1: it's hard to get someone so from Austin to tell about their favorite live ACL. experience. Well, it was
0: just, I think there was something about not having to travel. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> kind of knowing the park, knowing you get in like through like another area, like the backside of it, like sneaking in booze or like having a friend that worked at the Tito's tent or something like that. Um, so di- through different years, I saw. I mean, I also saw bands I've never. I mean, I, or I saw like Eminem live, which was awesome. I never like. I don't think I ever would have necessarily sure. thought to go see him or like Bob Dylan or like uh, Willie Nelson. Like, so you see, like. It, I think they do a really good job of making an eclectic mix. Metallica was there one year. The Muse, um, Young the Giant, who I mentioned. Um, so it was a good way. It's also like kind of all the the side stages had really good um, music too. Discovery music, but always a good vibe. Big park. It was in Zilker Park. Usually nice day. People sexy as fuck. Number one. I walk around. Everybody's got their their hot looks. Their hot fits for the day. I uh, just like just watching. The, the men and the women so good a beautiful <laughs> body. it's a beautiful hot sweaty bodies um, but sometimes you just lay down lay down on a blanket far away listen to some music probably the best year i don't remember it was 2018 but i was doing that podcast in austin the say aloud pod with the fair city fire guys mm-hmm. so we always had bands on but we got invited to do it live uh one year there no kidding um to do it on stage and it was like pretty wild that really? we got to do it that's awesome so we got like the media wristbands and everything. We got to be there early. So you'd see like at the beginning of the day, people are lined up because they open the gates at noon. And so there's always like whoever's the main stage at night, like let's say it's going to be like the muse or whatever plays the eight o'clock show on the main stage. People, serious fans are going to come in at noon and rush the stage to get that front row, you know, like any other festival. But as it's as the gates open, they play the intro Star Wars music. You know, put it up that. And people are just fucking running like, in different directions. It's the funniest thing to watch when you're inside the park, just watching like these crazy people run in. It's like tripping over each other. Someone's going to get trampled just to get there. <laughs> it's like awesome. it's got to be people wearing diapers. Speaking of sexy bodies, just because they're going to be sitting there for like. Ten hours just in front of the stage. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a, lot of, yeah lot, doing the, there's
1: a lot of different tiers of musical concert goers. Like in festival there is, people, yeah. there are tiers.
0: Yeah, you got the hippie folk. You got the people that are there for the scene. Then just the hardcores. Yeah. You got the camelback. Got the uh, an extra bottle to pee in. Camelback and camel
1: back in a catheter. That's all I need.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. doing the pod that year was cool. It was associated with, it's called Han- the Health Alliance for Awesome Musicians. So they're the ones that asked us to do it. But basically, it's an insurance in Austin for- musicians and artists who don't have insurance, like a health so insurance. We, yeah. So we they would like support musicians and stuff like that. Okay. Like we interviewed one guy who's known in the community, but he had like a heart attack in his forties or something like that. And they really helped him through it. Nice. So kind of gnarly stories. This other girl that we had on our pod a couple of times, Sydney, right? Like she got in one of those, she got, you know, those lime, was it lime scooters or bird scooters yep. around town that are wildly annoying, <laughs> but she actually got hit by a car riding one. She like barely survived. Oh, she kind of told her story. Um, and yeah, she came back, she was making music, but they really helped her through like navigate the costs and get the right care. And, um, I mean, that wasn't necessarily what the pod was for to like talk about these crazy gnarly stories. Right?
1: people.
0: It was more about the music. So probably. we, we
1: like, invited people to onto our podcast to relive their horrible <laughs> moments in yeah, their I life.
0: Know. Yeah. But you know, they sponsored it, but it was cool. I mean, uh, then we got into the park and it felt like I had peaked, um, and I did. Been there. <laughs> <How's that>? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, book. a cool. uh, Book. A book.
1: Like reading.
0: Um, I think one that I really liked. I, usually I read fiction. Um, and I already talked about Station Eleven on another pod, I think. So I won't, that probably would be my favorite book. Okay. But I'll do a nonfiction for this. I really liked, uh, I think it was like 2018 or 19, Malcolm Gladwell if you read some of his stuff like outliers or i mean he's run a ton of like social science books Mm -hmm. and studies but he had the talking to strangers and it was a really compelling book about how people don't know each other and that's like kind of the basis for arguments fights disagreements a lot of our i think turmoil in our country whether it's race relations religion kind of like socio-political boundaries that we set up for each other is really just we don't get to know each other, and there's not a lot of empathy, and so he goes through a lot of stories and narratives of different folks, different individuals, and their stories with police or like um, just a different instances in society where people start off hot with each other, and they don't realize that ultimately most of us probably really agree on a lot of stuff, but they just start from this moment, this spark that creates conflict, and you know it's hard for people to change their minds about people, but. Um, I think it's kind of a vital read and everybody can read it <laughs> in their lives. But and he writes so he also like I think he narrates a lot of his books on audiobook. He has a great voice, Malcolm Gladwell. So look him up, look up that book. I think it's actually really probably one of the most important books of the last decade to read.
1: Oh good. Well that just belittled my option. <laughs> You're like my mine what? was redfish, bluefish, one fish, <laughs> two fish. Um
0: no, you're like this is
1: one of the most important books you'll ever read, <laughs> yeah. Jeff. What's your choice? Not that. <laughs> no, I mean, not. Well, I mean, for like, you know, it's fine. That's I th- fine, I think. I you think, could have said, yeah. Jeff, you can go first. Um, yeah, but yeah, but that... I also like MacGruber. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's a balance of everything, folks. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with something that I read in 2011. Um, but it, it's. It was made into a movie that also debuted, I think, in 2011, but the book's obviously a little bit older than that, uh, 2003. Um, but Moneyball, um, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. book. Uh, so the book came out in 03. The movie, the book. Uh, it's called Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game. And for those people that don't know, it's uh, by a guy named Michael Lewis. And it is about Billy Bean, the general manager of the Oakland Athletics Um, coming to power in the early 2000s and trying to build a baseball team with an ownership that doesn't want to pay any money for good players. So the movie is, a a, 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 and to a fair point, the movie Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, it's a good movie. Absolutely recommend it if people haven't seen it. I think it's an easy watch, even if you're not a baseball fan or anything like that. But the book is very different in that the book is very much about piecing together how you do that. Um, The movie obviously is more for entertainment value. The book is a lot of statistical breakdowns and stuff. And if anyone knows baseball is, you can break down baseball so much into numbers. And Billy Bean basically did that. Jonah Hill plays the guy that he brought on to basically be his numbers guy of just crunching in, like why pay 20 million for one guy when I can get three guys that could statistically give me the similar output for a call, a total cost of $3 million. So being a numbers person and always being a math brained person, my boss had recommended it to me. My boss at the time, uh, my manager, and he's like, listen, I'm telling you if you like baseball and you like numbers, read this book. I read that book in two days and I am not a reader. That that was one of the first like, big boy books. So a book that was not assigned to me, that was like my first book that I had ever read. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't put it down. Cause I'm like, I just kept wanting to read the numbers, 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 numbers. So if you don't like numbers, it's a, it's, it's really not a read for you because it's such a breakdown of it, but being a math guy and a baseball guy, it was phenomenal and just kept me engaged in literally probably like the only book that I just didn't want to put down. I stayed up Long hours on those two days, just because like I'm not a fast reader, so I just did not want to go to sleep. I wanted to keep reading. So yeah, Moneyball was a, a phenomenal book. Loved it. He,
0: he wrote yeah. Just looking it up because remember Michael Lewis wrote a lot of. I mean, he wrote a lot of economics books, but more like kind of how it fits in with society. Because I you know he wrote a lot of Wall Street, like the, the short, the Big Short. Yeah, that's like the movie that's that came a, out. He wrote that. that's great. Blind didn't he? He wrote Blind Side. I think I was. Um, Liar's pokers. He, he wrote a lot of, like, kind of influential, like, readable business slash economics books. Um, really successful. Yeah. Nice. Um, now, let's keep it going with this high-level shit, video game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nerds, listen up. I mean, this is for me. I mean, I would say this is the hardest one for me because video games is sort of my life in terms of, like, hobby. It still is. I mean... I love them i love game i love board games i just love games i love the idea of trying to solve something or playing it with somebody else or trying to find little successes and using your brain but whatever little hand-eye coordination i have left to like <laughs> get through it you know
1: yeah man games i never lost my love it's for viscerally fun. we were both video game kids growing up and i never lost yeah. but it did change into like like you say board games like stuff like that. Like I still love all of that stuff. I like, I like it because that's, it's a, it's an easy way to exercise your brain. If it takes some sort of thought process and stuff, I, I'm in. Cause it kind of keeps me sharp.
0: So, uh, she's so hard. Good luck. I, I think dead by daylight was one. It was like an asymmetrical horror game. One V four online game where there was a killer and they got like, Intellectual property rights. So they got like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, but they also created their own killers. So four people, survivors would go in and try to, um, you try to start up five generators in this map out of seven. Once you get it up, you can power up the exit gates, but the killer's trying to find you the whole time. Super fun. I really liked it because I got my friends involved. So we would always play like kind of co op. Um, But fun to play the killer too. What's it called again? We spent. Dead by Daylight. It's still on. It's still popular. I think it came out in like 2016. Well,
1: I know that that's that's almost been a popular genre, right? Because like Friday the 13th has an online game that's basically like that. Um, Predator is an online game that's basically like that.
0: Yep. I think there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one coming out this year. Which is interesting because I know Leatherface is in Dead by Daylight as well. Nice. Um, But good horror. Like when you first start playing it, it's really scary. And uh, but then you just start to learn the teamwork of it, the gamesmanship of it. Mm. Um, But I think I think it kind of helped me bond um, with people, you know, it's kind of fun, like got people into it who wanted to be into it. Mm. um, And it's kind of fun to play it. And uh, you know, it makes me want to get back into it again. Nice. Uh, If I had to pick a single player game. I forgot that it came out in the 2010s, (laughs) but I played through it a lot. GTA (laughs) five, just fucking awesome game. Great story. Yeah awesome characters, like just beautiful game. I wish I I kind of wish I got into the online of that, but it seems so complex and like Duke, deep. Duke
1: it, I played GTA 2 in college, right? T- no, 3, 2. I'm trying to think yeah, what I came think out before Vice, three, City. The Vice two, City. 2 came out before Vice yeah, City. It did, so yeah. 2
0: is what Vice said he came out in our sophomore year. 2 is what probably, I was literally. introduced
1: because I had so many friends in college that had PS2s. So just like I, I played it because there was readily available. I didn't have a PS two, but it didn't matter because everyone I knew had one. Yeah. Um, and played Vice City, um, but then I bailed. But yeah, I've heard like haven't they like GTA Five's been out for like ten years and they keep updating? Yeah, like they're just I mean, like we would like ne- GTA
0: Six. Yeah, yes. nope. When yeah, so but very compelling characters. I would recommend it. You could probably even get it for I don't know, is it like ten bucks now? But I've I don't know. Through but it like three times. Keep- the story's great. You're multiple characters. You play through different stories but it all kind of ties into one thing yeah. but the map itself is huge uh sometimes you just it's one of those you just drive drive around yeah. and just don't do anything it's like on breath of the wild where some days you get on it and you just cook for an hour <laughs> you just like make banana soup and i'm just like oh i forgot to do the missions i'm not doing anything i'm <laughs> just like Oops. yeah
1: it's wild that they come into like games like that but and and then that 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 stuff can draw us in we're like that's stupid why would i want to do that yeah all right well i want to try it
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um me yeah it's really tough um i i you know video games bring a lot for different people um which is which is great our generation's been lucky enough to grow up and have video games kind of adapt with us like they it's you know our age group is going to play video games at 70 years old. That's just the reality yeah. of it is. Um, so I would say online, I I did get into the Call of Duty gig, uh, World War Two. Call of Duty World War <clears> Two <throat> was always fun. I always- It's almost forgotten now because of the war zones of the world. But yeah. Online and
0: World War II is pretty fun. I
1: liked it because it was a little less zany. The more powerful mm-hmm. the gun, the more I eye roll because kids can get really good at it and then just annihilate me. Where I felt like the, the playing field was a lot more leveled uh in world war two but also it was cool because you can you can just pick it up if i want to play for a half hour i can play that game for a half hour playing multiplayer online if i want to play for six hours i can play it and keep engaged um it was great because i would schedule times with friends uh my brother who's not a big uh gamer at all my brother dave would play and so like it was cool that we could play together um because he wasn't as much of a gamer so i've always appreciated call of duty 2 world war II. Or Call of Duty, World War II, but then for one player games, obviously now it's a big hype is Last of Us. When I first played Last of Us One, I'm like, Wow, we are we are officially writing video games. I go like and it came out probably about ten years ago now, the game. And when I played it, I'm like, movies aren't as good as this game is written. Like this game is written as a movie that you kind of you control the movie a little bit, but it's more about you're just wondering what, wondering where the story's going, as opposed to enjoying playing the game. You're just yeah, kind of going, feel like you're part Yeah, it you're there. just going through the motions, and there is challenges, and you have to be good at at video games in general. But you're just so excited to see where the storyline's going. um And as you can see by you know season one just ending, um it's a pretty popular show, and and it did a pretty good justice to the video game. For those that don't know, season one is the first video game that's literally how the first video game ends um but there's two video games and i think they're supposed to be doing seasons two and three are the storyline of the second game
0: nice see i'm halfway through i'm binging it now last of us okay that it's done um i never played it unfortunately because i never had a playstation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's just it actually just came out for pc so i think i'm gonna go through it but i have seen it i've watched it somebody play it i think my my roommate brett played it um I think what's cool about the show from what I've seen so far is that it really holds true to being like, it's one of the best adaptations of a video game. Cause it does give you that video game feel like in terms of like the combat and like when he's shooting, like hiding behind a car, ducking behind yeah. door, or like being in the tower or something like he's got to pick off like all and it these feels like like levels uh, fungal zombies. Because it's yeah. a
1: traveling game. Each episode yeah. feels like a level yeah, like in yeah. video game speak.
0: Like they get harder. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden these bigger, bigger, uh, fungi. Bad dude's. Yeah, gone, and there's yeah. there's a lot
1: of Easter eggs in the in the show. Um the original people who played Ellie and Joel, the voices in the video game, they both have roles in the show oh, on, really? on, on different episodes. Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: So but, what an easter egg but yeah pedro pascal man another vehicle for that guy i mean this is 2022 t- is 2023 that's this. all
0: he does is make bang we're, we're in pedro
1: pascal world right now folks i know
0: it's like oh great another show where he has to escort some youngling right yeah <laughs> to, like, <laughs> whether it be ellie or grogu it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah 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 cool um and also play Fall Guys if you haven't. I know we've sp- Absolutely. talked about a little bit. Fall Guys is a great game. Oh, play my God. You great. feel like we you're need, a five-year-old, but you, it's uh, so good. Yeah, we got to do we that. We talked about that. Let's put that into the ether now. You and I need to like do a stream of playing Fall Guys Absolutely. at some point. Um, So we put beer slash alcohol. I don't know exactly. Is that just kind of like what we liked, got into? I mean, for me, I can say I had a job where I was a wine buyer for that liquor spirit store. Wine store for like five, I mean five years. I never imagined doing that, but I got really into wine for several years. Terrible. And a lot of it is like the culture of like, so every Tuesday, like these distributors would come in and pour wine samples that I would taste and see like what we would get for the store. And I really learned about it. I started doing research about it. I got really into the the appellations, as it were. Where do these God, grapes grow? Terrible. It does, and I would. I mean, I can say. From, from being inside the business way inside elbow deep inside wine that a lot of it is bullshit posing, for sure. And there's like an air to it. That's like, this is so vital and important. It seems so food, damn pretentious Food and culture. It, I, I, res- I resent it is, the
1: hell out of wine.
0: And it is, I almost think it gets too much though. Cause so I think Probably. there is an element though to like some wine is really good and some places make really good wine, but like you can also find like, I learned that like $12 is like the best price point for wine. Cause you can find $12 to 15. That's really good. It's better than like the six and $7 stuff. But you don't necessarily have to go up to the $20. Um, but I just kind of fell in love with, uh, really doing it. Unfortunately I was working like six days a week and it burned me out, but I got to go to like have experiences I never had before. Like go to these tastings at hotels where they take up a whole conference room. Yeah. And like you go from table to table, like people from like Spain and South America and South Africa, just kind of showing off their wares. And, you know, you'd spit, spit, you still catch a buzz. It's impossible if you're tasting 100 wines, not like catch a buzz, swallow a little, eat some little charcuteries and then show up to work after that.
1: Right. And then then go to work. Yeah. Uh.
0: But I got to go to like restaurants and stuff I never would have paid to go to. Yeah. Um, But I really, I got into wine and now I I tell people now, if I had to pick one boozy beverage for the rest of my life, I could only have one. I would probably pick sparkling like rosé wines. It's basically like red champagne or pink champagne like so rosé but sparkling mm. so good okay it's just always delicious um it's got bubbles i like i like a texture and it's got that you know 12 12 so you always get a little kick um but especially like because there's so many different varieties of it and it's just easy on the palate as we say god as i now just drink vodka and highlands yeah.
1: <laughs> in my um life.
0: yeah yeah, I, tr- I don't drink wine at all. That's hilarious. I, I don't even drink it. Anymore. I tried I tried to get into
1: wine. Um, everyone's yeah. always like, oh, just find one that you like. Well, guess what? We got to a point where I just gave up. So wine is yeah. pretentious to me. Um, but whatever people enjoy, it is what it is. It's just it's it's me and wine. Me and wine. There's there's no hope. There's no hope there. I
0: hear people just discount the fact that you're getting drunk on it. Like, stop making it be like it's like, Oh, this is, you know, it's I mean, this is a big, big Oaky cab right. from Northern California. And it's like, you're, you're going to get fucked up there. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, like, exactly. Let's, let's so let's not pretend you're not like getting fucked up tonight. Yeah. When you go home. yeah. So,
1: um, obviously I, I, I was, I've loved the craft brewery, uh, concept. Um, I love that because beers became kind of like more of a socially acceptable, uh, drink. So craft breweries and stuff like that, but I'm going to go like, I I love having a home base brewery. We have one about two miles down the road um, that we play trivia at and stuff like that. But what I love about breweries and this is kind of the Avenue I side to go is I love just seeing what the brewery comes up with for like Mm -hmm. their, their drinking area and stuff. You know, they're always built into like, I love that they use like old buildings, like one of my favorite place. And I, and I actually, the one time you mentioned that we met up in the last like 13 years was at uh, was in Buffalo when I took you to resurgence. Um, oh, yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. brewery of choice. Like
0: had a little bubble hockey game. Yeah, there
1: and like, like honestly, and it's just, it's just a, it's built into a big old factory that in a rundown part of Buffalo. And it's, it's idea was resurgence was helping bring back Buffalo as a community and stuff like that. And it, and it worked and that those guys expanded and took over an even bigger old building closer to center city um and have moved their operations there and so like i love that breweries it's 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 got a very cheers feel which i think before that i don't think our generation really had like home home bars that like people you know, walked in and felt comfortable to sit down in and just enjoy a beer like it was more of like you went to a bar to like listen to music play pool maybe play darts but like it was like yeah. you had to do you had to be doing stuff whereas breweries as you go and you just enjoy some drinks maybe you maybe they have a beer garden outside so i've really loved like checking out i love going to a new area and someone being like do you want to go to check out this brewery i'm like yep i 100 percent do so for beer and alcohol i just think it's cool because it's um been a really big community booster and it's a very it doesn't have to be a place where you have to get (laughs) rip shit you can go and relax and be like you know i'm going to swing by and have a beer and relax outside and maybe just enjoy some fresh air sit down and, like, slow my life down a bit and maybe just have a beer outside and, and relax.
0: Yeah, it's so fun. Like, it's good and bad because, like, it's so competitive now, the brewery it business. It is. Like, it's really you, competitive you gotta, like, now. Now it forces people to, like, come up with new beers, but you also got to have a space That I think your space is more
1: important yeah. now. Because, listen, yeah. you can make, like, guys – Oh, you have a hazy IPA. I bet it tastes a lot like the other hazy IPAs I've tried. Like, and that's nothing against like their creativity. It's just reality is, is right. there is a, there is a stop where like, no, I, I'm glad you came up with something called like, you know, barbecue, Whatever barbecue, barbecued pork. I mean. Like it's a mix of like hints of barbecued pork, coffee, and toothpaste. But like, that's not a good flavor. Like I'd rather you bring to me something cool about that makes me want to go physically to your brewery. And I think mm. that's a cool thing that, an interesting concept that's that that's kind of how they vie for attention to
0: yeah i've gotten lucky too because my buddy played music so like a lot of like solo guitar it gives those people tons breweries. of
1: opportunities
0: yeah and like i just got so at my my 40th birthday trip in asheville like talking about repurposing venues there was the first place we went to where he was playing was an old movie theater, so nice. You know, here's a here's a Tip Shine Theater in Auburn. Somebody uh, turned it into a brewery, and they just weird. make their beer there. But they'll still show movies like every Sunday. That's but other awesome. than that, they have bands play, they have trivia nights, and it's just it, you know I've been to places at, in Austin. There was one, probably my favorite. Um, uh, what was it called? Jeez, I'm a fucking idiot now. It's one of your fourth taps. Fourth tap, it was called. Okay. It was one of our favorite ones there. And actually, I saw somebody wearing a fourth tap shirt in Auburn. I don't know how they got it. Wild. But we would go there. They had board games, all that. And my buddies would play there. But in their, their uh, tap room, they had a full wrestling ring. And they would have wrestling events there like every couple of months. They called it PWR, Party World Wrestling. It was basically like comedy wrestling. Yeah. But if you go there and like. It wasn't, like, super big people no. or whatever, but all they'd be, like, wild characters. i love it. I there's would be all that, in. There's one guy that's actually, like, catching, like, some wind on, uh, like, Reddit and stuff. I don't know. His name's, like, Luigi Pizza. Yeah. he, like, spins pizzas. He was in He that. was on an episode yeah. of
1: AEW. He's been on one episode on national TV. He was on like a-
0: Luigi Premiere or yes. something like that. But he does, he wrestles with pizza. He's spinning pizzas. But he was there. He was, like, oh, doing that. man. Yeah.
1: Yo, I'm going to have to tell Demline about that. Because Demline yeah. loves that guy. It's like one of those memes that's
0: always, if wrestling's fake, <laughs> then this. Like one of those <laughs> memes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Yep. All right, food. Um, food, anything, anything, uh,
1: pop your buds. Yep, Cobb salad. Mowed like- into my life. Yeah, when um oh, when I was you know I, you know and I and I obviously go on better trends and other but you know try to eat try to make a little bit better decisions uh, as opposed to making no good food decisions over thirty years of my life I started making a little bit better ones so, um, Cobb salads I love going to places and trying their Cobb salad uh, everything about chicken egg, um and then either blue cheese or gorgonzola whatever they fancy and then bacon like sign me up that's a solid that's a solid salad right there.
0: It's like you still get the, uh, you still get your proteins. You get what you, the savory, like what you desire, like the meat. Yeah, and but all you get that. your spinach, you get your roughage in there. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, yeah. So, like, I'll, you know, I'll put like in it. some
1: banana peppers or green peppers or onions. So, like, I, I love a place that's a good cob salad. Um, a lot of times, you know, if I'm looking for a lighter meal, uh, depending on what's going on the rest of the day or something, a lot of places carry them. So it's nice because it's not an exotic item. So if place has only three, four salads, it's a good chance Cobb's one of them. And and I bought in, and I bought in hard, and I'll still get a good, solid Cobb salad wherever I go.
0: Mm. I still, my favorite salad is still egg.
1: Gross, so gross. Salad, I love yeah. eggs, but <laughs> egg salad is disgusting to me,
0: dude. It's just mayo
1: and... <laughs> like, and it, just putting egg on a sandwich is like, just your sandwich is egg and mayo. It just seems so yeah. obscure to me.
0: Um, I said, I don't know when it came out, but I discovered it in the last decade. Detroit style pizza done well. I love like, so it's a little thick. It's not like full on Chicago, but you know, thicker crust, maybe like an inch, but cheese burnt all the way, not burnt, but all the way to the edges. As long as the ingredients are good, you put the sauce on top. um, It's, it's delicious. I mean, I think people can fuck it up, but there were some spots I've been to via 313 in Texas. Even though it's Detroit Detroit style, style it was like a food truck, just ultimately delivered really good. I think there's a spot in upstate New York. Somebody told me to go try. I've been to Detroit once. Um, Have you been to Detroit? Yeah. Do they just call it pizza? I don't know.
1: I, 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 I live, I,
0: I've never been to Detroit. I, I went,
1: I went for a baseball game and we were at the hotel and we asked them, we're like, Hey, where should we go to get a bite to eat and stuff? And they're like, there's the bar right out there. They're like, I really wouldn't walk past that. Like, The people at the hotel were like, you're in downtown Detroit and you're clearly tourists. Go to the baseball game, come back to the hotel. And if you want to go to a bar, go to that bar and then come back to the hotel. Like they were basically saying like good
0: concierge. Yeah, they're
1: like, like, you're in a stabby area. Why don't you not be so curious? So I didn't really get to try Detroit style pizza, but they got to go to Comerica Park.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it means like it's common there or if just the one spot came up with it and so right. now it's detroit right <laughs> so, yeah it's My, like,
1: i feel like i've heard like it buffalo wings because of like what anchor Anc- bar. anchor bar buffalo, and Dup- anchor anchor bar yeah. and then Duff's. So now... but there's better places yeah. obviously right sports moments this was this is a tough one really tough one so i, wanna, I want to i want you to go first me.
0: not hard for me pretty obvious 2011 the boston bruins win the stanley cup okay game 7 in vancouver the vancouver riots happen i think there's a 30 for 30 coming out about it but i had spent my whole life with my favorite team never winning the championship and that was a surprise that year they weren't like the top ranked in the playoffs which is notorious for nhl playoffs that the best team doesn't always win so rip the bruins this year um but they beat the uh, heavily favored vancouver canucks who were the the best team that year um I went to some watch parties at like a sports bar. Also watched some at home. I think Game Seven, I definitely watched at home. <laughs> but it was a, uh, and they've been in a couple finals since then. Truly tragic finishes in both. Okay. Game Seven loss, St. Louis, and then the uh, way they lost to the Blackhawks in 2013. But I, I can't, you know. I think if you get a cup in your life for your favorite team, you can't. It's hard to be bummed ever. So even though those losses happened in the same decade, um, really sad. I got the one. I got it. We, we got, got it. it. We did a it. Team. We got it together. We did it together. <laughs> yeah. But it's like one of those, you know, I'll, I'll go back and watch the, uh, the footage here and there just to, you know, put myself there. Hoist it. The, like I remember this Stanley cup poster. I remember the Bruins. Of won course I was, I was holding it up in my, in my room. Like I had just won it. <laughs> it was great for me. That's all time. I mean, I'd love to get another one this year. Um, nothing
1: like your first, you know? <laughs> so terrible. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's when I was first getting into, uh, getting into hockey. So I, I do remember that that year, that was the 2010, 2011 season, right? right that? Yep. Okay. So that was the year Sabres were in the playoffs. And that's when I started watching the Sabres, but the Sabres had not been to the playoffs since. Um, oh, no! Really? That was their last year. That, that's correct. That's correct. Oh, so okay. literally I jumped in as the like Titanic was sinking and now i've yeah. just been underwater as a fan for 12 it's Ryan years, Miller years. Yeah. yeah so but yeah i mean chara Marshawn, bergeron like they were it was it was easy to follow boston um so i learned you know a lot from watching them too uh being a new fan but yeah sports is tough um obviously the raiders haven't done shit to be proud of um <laughs> Giants had the Giants be, had their second Super Bowl but ab- like the
0: 2012 is But everyone will yeah. like everyone will
1: admit the the 07 season was so much more epic yeah. more magic. Yeah. Um but uh so uh, thinking about stuff and Yankees last one in 09 so that doesn't count. <laughs> it's a rough decade. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, man, sports is hard. Oh, like yeah. and I'm telling you that I've gotten more into sports. It's almost like I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. Um but
0: yeah, you're like a masochist. Yeah, about it. Like H- opposite the bandwagon
1: more, guy. The more you get beat up. Oh, you're you know, you a poor weather fan. It. You bail as yeah. soon as we're good.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> give it to me, Derek it's, Carr. It's oh. like
1: the guy. It's like, it's like the the people who are music snobs. Like, it's like, oh, I liked them before they were good. I just do that with sports. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. once
1: you have a winning season, I'm out. Uh, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say more recent, much more recent. I'm gonna say the Aaron Judge 62 home run season. Um, it was really fun to follow. Uh, Judge has been, you know, the post Jeter Yankees have always felt kind of awkward, um, aimless without having a captain and stuff. So Judge doing that last year um, was really fun to watch. Um, it it made Yankee fans really get engaged. Um, it's stuff that I always had to be able to chat with like my mom, my aunt, my my buddies that are in a Yankees group chat that we have so it keeps me engaged with people so it was always something to watch for and as it came closer and closer it was crazy that it picked up such national attention given the circumstances so um yeah it was it was really cool um so it it was it was the the one thing that was a bummer is i wish like my grandma had you know she she had passed away a few years ago and it would have been nice to have her be able to kind of see all of that hype because the cool thing about liking the Yankees and everything is that when I would see visit my grandma, when she was in her, you know, seventies and eighties, that's what we would talk about. Like you really don't have, it's hard to like find out what to talk about sometimes with people that are multiple generation gapped. Um, But my grandma would just, she watched the Yankee games. Like that's, she's like, I have nothing else to do. So I'll just watch Yankee games. So she would talk about the Yankees every time I saw her. So it would have been cool to see that. But Aaron judge, Hitting the 62 home runs, breaking mantles, American League record um, was probably the coolest thing because I felt it was like when it was exciting and like I was texting people when it happened and just really cool to watch it unfurl. So when you don't have championships, sometimes you just got to go to what's the next best thing. And that's a, a player having a personal accomplishment. And it's cool that the Yankees, you know, that he did it betting on himself. Um, probably netted himself an extra hundred million, on it. netted himself right. another hundred million dollars because of it, Man and of got himself a, a role as the captain uh, on the Yankees. So, yeah, pretty cool. All
0: right. Category number ten: destination. Destination. Um, it's hard because I've been to different spots. I mean. I did work style. Like I went to Saudi Arabia in the 2010s, which is did one of you the worst really? places in the world. You went to yeah.
1: Saudi Arabia?
0: <laughs> yeah, for a work thing in the early 2010s for like the scholarship program I was working on. Um, not a fun place. Gaza Strip? <laughs> Gaza Strip <laughs> didn't have any openings? <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we went to this like education conference thing. Um, but it was kind of tough to see like just the subjugation of women, <laughs> like everybody wearing. It. Oh, it's you gotta know, be it was so uncomfortable. It was like, can't drive. There's no booze in the country except where all the dudes find it. I guess. Um, not really fun. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, sorry. not a vacation <laughs> hotspot. Not but, exactly your spring break. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Do not recommend. Okay. But there is a little island. It was before the 2010s that I went to off the coast of Saudi Arabia called Bahrain, and that's where all the I think the rich people go to like be on the sea and like drink their booze and all that. So that that I would recommend. Um. But the thing I enjoyed the most, it was like a Fair City Fire tour. So I did see you on this yeah. tour. I think it was like 2018. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't one spot, but it was basically two or three weeks of driving from Austin up the East Coast through Nashville, D.C., Philly, New York. And I crossed over to Buffalo, um, Cleveland, Chicago, Madison, down to Colorado, back down through Nebraska and Kansas. <laughs> That's wild. So I saw a lot of the country I had never seen yeah. before. Um I would say like first time I'd ever been to Chicago, I was there for like a day and a half and I fell in love with it. I'm like, I don't know why I haven't gone back there again. Cool city. But then the one that really was awesome was Madison, Wisconsin. Like I was like, yeah. fucking live here. Yeah. We got we got lucky enough to like stay with one of the bandmates' friends and he lives in like a sky rise in downtown. So you could like see across Madison uh-huh. all the little lakes and like and uh, just utterly beautiful. I mean there's it's a college town too, it's also the capital. Uh, but I was like, this is like the perfect balance of a city, but also has cool shit going on. Uh, um, I mean, it's also, they get the winter, so I don't know. I'd probably still rather be in like Nashville or something like that, sure. but totally shocked me. Had never been to Wisconsin or Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really cool town. That in Chicago really made it for me that trip. Then I saw you in, um, was it like the, cause you were still in Buffalo on that, right?
1: Was that the one? Did I, was I see it you guys, was... like
0: the Annie DeFranco's church thing? Was that the
1: show? No, you you, you saw you in me it? in Philly.
0: Philly, that's what it was. Yeah, because okay. I
1: went to their right. show. I went to Fair City's Fire show when they went to Buffalo back in like 2017 okay. or something. And then I saw you in Philly. So I think it was 2019 when I saw you, maybe. Or was it 2018? Okay. I don't know. But yeah, it was, oh, in, the bas- it was in the basement. It was in the basement of away. a church that was like also yeah. kind of like now a bar. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, But that was our last hang together, I think in person. Right. Yeah. Just for that show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To not see, but
1: we (laughs) didn't have to uh, really, didn't really have to talk because there was a band playing. (laughs) No, we were just listening Mm -hmm. to music. Didn't really talk at all. We were in the proximity of each other really close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine's kind of similar. Um, destinations, it's tough. My favorite vacation place to this to date has actually been something pretty simple, which is the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, I love it because there's really not much going on. It's it's just beaches, massive houses. But I always love the concept of going on vacation with a bunch of people. Um, I've done it a couple times where we rent like a ten bedroom house that had like a movie theater in it and stuff like that. And we naturally we used the movie theater to do two things. We played um, power out like virtual power hours, and uh, we hooked up a, Nintendo, a regular Nintendo to it. the movie theater what's a virtual
0: power hour so
1: it basically it plays a clip for 60 seconds and you take a a a drink of beer every 60 seconds but it plays a different clip so that's when you know to drink um but yeah like half the people that i went with i didn't even know because i was a friend of the person organizing it so it was kind of cool because i got to see people i didn't know i like meeting new people and making new friendships through it but really the like what i like about the outer banks is that you just kind of um it's, you don't plan a lot because there's generic tourist things to do. Like you got your, you know, your restaurants, your obviously anything on the water. So you can do like boat, jet ski rentals, things like that nature. But there's uh, mini golf and just activities to do. But really you're waking up every morning and being like, I'm going to hang out, maybe hang out by the pool, maybe jump in the hot tub. Maybe I'll walk a couple blocks and go to the beach for the morning. And like, I like relaxing vacations like that. So that's my destination. but my biggest travel, my favorite travel thing that I've done since 2010 is, is my initial baseball trip. Um, so I got my buddies, Dan and Ron,
0: your stadium. Yeah. My
1: Dan, my buddies, Dan and Ron, um, were able to, you know, I'm like, let's go on a baseball trip. This is 2013 and they agreed to it. So we said we were going to drive and I mapped out that by chance we were able to hit Detroit, Chicago, Chicago, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh five stadiums in five days by driving to all of those. So like it coincidentally worked that their home schedules allowed us to do that. And what was cool about Chicago is that we got Chicago during the, um, crosstown rivalry. So we actually saw the first night we saw the Cubs at the white Sox. And then the next day we had a day game at Wrigley watching the white Sox at the Cubs. Um,
0: what's it like being, is it like, you know, just being in that spot that you know, it is, does it feel like, it's godly It's one of those. Heaven. It's
1: it's it's got that feel like Fenway does with the old charm and like makes you feel like very feel the dreamsy, um, which is the opposite of the White Sox stadium. White Sox stadium is still holding strong as the worst stadium I've been to. Very stiff. Very stabby. Was,
0: was that Comiskey very, or is that what it's called?
1: It was you It What's was U.S. Com- cellular.
0: Oh, good. Got the big name. Yeah, powerful. I don't even
1: know what it is now. It's probably. Got I'm guessing it's not U.S. Yeah, provider. I'm guessing it's not U.S. Cellular <laughs> anymore. Um, but it's in a stabby area in the south side of Chicago. And then literally you take the train the opposite way to North Town where Wrigleyville is and it's Sunshine and Lollipops. It's a cool setup where after the game, the whole area is like bars and shops around and they all like have like the garage door feel. So like it's just you walk in and out of places, just walk around, having some drinks, listening to live music, stuff like that after day games in, in Wrigley um chicago is a great city i'd love to go back there i have not been back since what was nice about that trip is i got to enjoy it with a couple buddies see a bunch of different baseball games and that's actually when i decided i'm like you know what i'm gonna make it my mission to see yeah i'm gonna make it my my mission to see uh, every park so
0: dope yeah something about chicago maybe because it's got the lake there the skyline. It has the amenities of a it's city. Pretty clean. It feels like it's alive, but it has a lot of cool shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Doesn't doesn't uh, necessarily feel stabby. I mean, if I felt very comfortable and it was a really nice area. Other than taking the train to the south side.
0: Yeah, you can get stabbed in Auburn, New you York. You can, yeah.
1: and you probably will. Just go down to Britches or whatever the the <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. the corners are now. Shout out! Shout out to shout out to the dumpster fire corners of Auburn, New York. <laughs>
0: yeah. Lucky. Yeah. The, what is it? The Swifties, Belvedere's—that's it.
1: That's the one I'm talking about. Yep.
0: Hell yeah! All right. Well, now I know everything about you.
1: There it is. Mission accomplished.
0: We completed our podcast journey. <laughs> we know everything. What's on that cup, Buff? What is, that? is that a Buffy?
1: No, it's a, it's a, it's an old Buffalo Bills.com.
0: Oh, Buffalo Bills. And that it's, makes like, more sense.
1: it's like, it's uh, like, look,
0: <laughs> is that like Willis McGahey? I honestly, is that O.J. Simpson?
1: <laughs> I don't even know who is Did he on make the this. cup might be like marshawn and i got this from like a roommate that when they moved out they didn't take the cup and i like a good big plastic cup so i probably had this for about yeah probably about a decade i don't know who it, where it came from but it's mine now
0: Toit. well we appreciate y'all we're coming in for 10 apps or one or if you hung around this long if you're just tuning in now.
1: It's a terrible idea to tune in on the 10th episode, but hey, thank you. Yep. Go back and listen to yeah. the others.
0: If you're hitting up the Spotify, uh, answer some of those polls or questions. We'll bring those out for the next yes. episode. Yes. We'll talk about exploring online love or loving. Loving to
1: explore experience. the online.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this thing's rolling. I feel like once we got 10 in, now we can start being serious about it. I don't like, know what that means. We'll do a no. little. You know, I'll wake up a little earlier. Maybe I'll catch a run before, like you do. Okay. Maybe I'll start taking in some of your habits. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Especially now that I'm an old man. You
1: are old. You are very old. Once now. we,
0: uh, what do we got? We got a month and a half before you're 40. Yeah. That's all. We'll, we'll do our full on 40 regroup, but then I'll nice. tell you about the, uh, the epic um, panic attack or trip I went through while I was in Asheville.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: we'll compare we'll
1: compare notes. Oh good. Oh good. We'll compare <laughs> yeah, how the how the day of our 40th birthday went. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. How I got into 40. Mm-hmm. How I became How it all started. All right. Good shit, yeah, man. Dude. Be well. We'll catch y'all next week on the program. Be well.